When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Joe Garcia. Today is Thursday, March 18th. Um, we got a lot of things going on this week. We have Champions League, and also today we have the you know US Men's uh, U23 uh, play today. And you also got the Mexico U23. Just I think they're just finishing up their game. They're winning that game. A lot going on, but it's been a slow week for the black and gold. But here to help me talk all things LAFC, we've got my man, Gary Rodriguez, a.k.a. We Are LAFC Live. How you doing, my man? Pretty good, Gio. Thanks for having me on again. Super excited to talk LAFC. I know it's been a slow week, but we've had other football going on to keep us occupied. Plus March Madness as well, starting if you're into college basketball. So pretty exciting times right now. Yeah, we de- we definitely got, you know, March Madness. It, it, it's uh, it's a good exciting time. So I went to Grand Canyon University. So they yeah. made it. They made it. This is their first time um, <laughs> them making it. So I'm excited, you know, as an alumni. We'll see how far they go. I got them beat them. I got them beating Ohio oh. uh, or Iowa. I think they're playing Iowa. Excuse me. Oh, man. So hey, that's I, I got bold. that's my upset. You know, I, okay. I, I went a little. Uh, that's my upset there because I, I went to I went to school there. So, I mean. That's the crazy thing. And, I, you know, I went I went with Gonzaga, like I told you earlier. Yeah. But um, what are some of your upsets for March Madness? I got uh, UC Santa Barbara upsetting in the first round. Uh, I'll be honest. I've only started watching – well, I've watched college basketball, but I haven't watched it all year long like a lot of other experts. So I watched last week a lot of the championship games. So a lot of the experts are saying pick Santa Barbara as an upset, so I picked them. Um, my final four, I believe I have Florida State against Iowa, and then I also have – Illinois against Arkansas and then my championship game is Illinois against Iowa with Illinois winning it so that's hopefully uh hopefully that's what happens but I doubt it (laughs) yeah yeah I mean anything can happen I mean that's that's the exciting thing about about March Madness you know anything can happen so if you also created a bracket you guys listen let us know who you pick who you went with yeah (laughs) if you went with the favorite you know that's what I did I, I mean my crazy upset was uh GCU was going to be Iowa and then GCU moves on to the next round. And I think they face USC and then I have USC being GCU. And then I don't know, you know, I, I try yeah. to get creative. I try to, well, I don't know. I think, I don't know if they're still doing it this year. If you win a million dollars or whatever, you, if you yeah. guess everything right. Right. Yeah. But that, I, I don't think that's, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's happened once. I think I just don't know. Remember no, when I don't think but... it's, it's, never no, it's never happened. It's never happened. Wow. No, it's well, never it's probably happened. not going like to happen every, again. <laughs> no one has. I don't think anyone in history. I, I could be wrong, but I, I feel I'm 99.9 percent sure that no one has gotten a hundred percent bracket. I, I don't think you can. That's impossible. Like legit impossible because there, there's an upset legit every day of that tournament. Uh, I mean, there could be this. This could be the year where no upsets happen. It's just straight to the point. But that makes the the, you know, the tournament boring. It's always nice to see a 13 be, uh, you know, a, a higher seed and whatnot. Or, you know, it's always nice to see an upset or a Cinderella story. So I'm hoping we see that. And hopefully it doesn't like bust my bracket, though. That's the only thing I'm worried about. Yeah, no, we'll see, we'll see what happens. I, I'm excited for the upsets and I, I hope I get my upsets right. But we're here to talk soccer, man. Let's talk <laughs> some soccer. I know people are listening. Is, it, is this a soccer podcast? Hey, man, this is this is a podcast to let you guys know what we're doing, actually. We switched it up. Yeah, I'm just kidding. We're, we're changing it up. <laughs> but, you know, we, we got to talk about what's going on. You know, obviously we're here to talk LAFC, but things things have been a little slow for LAFC, right? No, yep. no, no information just yet. It's been a quiet week, no press call this week. I'm expecting for them to have a press call next next week so that should happen that but we did have um you know we did have the u23s play today we had the u23 u.s men's national team play uh first those that was a double header so they they played and i watched the second half i watched some of the highlights of the first half um they won one zero did you watch the game against costa rica i watched bits and pieces of it uh i'll be honest with you um i wasn't too excited since it was the u23s i'm waiting for the the big boys to play that's what i'm excited about to see the star power 
But I did see a couple of familiar names in the U23s. I saw Jackson Huell. I think, no, was it Huell or Huell? I know he's been like uh, highly touted to be like the next guy to come up to the, uh, you know, the the big boys league and United States men's national team call-ups. So I'm I'm anxious to see what he does going forward. Uh, And that's really the only name I noticed. I don't know who stood out today. I did know they won 1-0, correct? Yep, they won. They won one zero. So they scored in the first half. Uh, I believe it was the striker. I, I don't. I don't know his name. I'll look him up real quick. Um, but he he got a beautiful goal. You know, it was it was a little bit of a sloppy game. Um, you know, but they, he he was able to score. Well, it was a Jesus Ferreira uh, in the thirty fifth minute. So he was able to score. He had a, he had a couple opportunities to score a couple of different goals, but. You know, it just happens that way. It was a bit of a sloppy game for the U.S. Miss National Team, but hey, mm-hmm. they got the win, and that's the most important thing. Right. So you know, you you, you want to see a lot. I'm excited to see this depth because I think you only get two bids. I think only on the Concacaf is only getting two bids. Like, mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong on that. I, I think you're right. I think you're right on that part. Okay. Um, and people listen. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, mm-hmm. but I think it's two bids. And obviously the most anticipated one is going to be when they face Mexico. Mexico defeated, uh, I mean, they they stomped on Dominican Republic 4-1. to one. Uh, You expect that. Yeah, you, you expect Mexico to win. Obviously, Dominicans are usually known for baseball. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean that they're not known uh, for soccer, but, you know, just how strong Mexico's also is. You know, you have players at Uriel Antuna, who used to play for the LA Galaxy. Um, you have players that, you know, play in Liga MX. So they, they have a talented squad. There, yeah, yeah, like so many players, so many, so many different players, but they ended up winning 4 1. Um, I watched bits and pieces of it, but I was prepping for it. But uh, I mean, it's an exciting time because I don't think I I can't remember of a time of getting ready to look forward to watching U23. And this is the first time, the first year that I feel as myself, I don't know if anybody else feels the same way, but that that I'm excited to watch the U23s because I've always been, you know, okay, let, let's watch the national, let's watch the U.S. men's national team, let's right. see how they do. But, you know, you, you start to see how the depths of both nations are, you know, and some of the players are playing in the MLS, you know, there was a Dominican yeah. player that was playing in the MLS, you know, there was a for, some former players playing for the Mexican national team that used to play in the MLS. And, you know, this is where the, the future uh, is going to be so so it was an exciting time so I, i'm looking forward to when uh, mexico and u.s play because those, those are always fun games yeah yeah no always always u.s and mexico those are always the big games uh no matter what level it is if it's u23 the big boys u18 it's always a big matchup so it should be exciting to see when those two play against each other yeah and it's going to be a double header for them again on sunday march 30 21st and then the big one the mexico usa the one we said is going to be on wednesday march 24th that's mm-hmm. going to be exciting so about what six days from now seven eight yep. days from now um so I, i'm I'm gonna look forward to that and see you know which which one which team is going to come on top because both are look both are looking good but i'd give right now the slight edge to mexico because the way how they performed today and completely dominated their opponent yeah. Um, but I know I know you want to talk a little bit about Champions League. Tell us what's been going on with Champions League. Well, if you're a Chelsea fan, you're super excited. Uh, you're glad you sacked Lampard because you got Tuchel in. Tuchel's at the wheel. Uh, you guys be Atletico Madrid moving on to the next round. Um, it, it's pretty exciting week. Um, just it, the fact that we got some great matchups potentially in the next coming days, and we're going to find out who's playing who. Uh, my three favorites right now for the Champions League to win it, depending, you know, how how easy their path is. Uh, Manchester City is one, uh, you know, totally dominant on all sides of the pitch. Bayern Munich look to repeat potentially. And then I think PSG have a chip on their shoulder, losing last year in the Champions League final. A healthy Neymar and Pape, uh, look for them to, to carry them uh, to the trophy and hopefully win it. Um, I'm not a PSG fan. I can care less if they win it or not. I don't want to see Chelsea win it because I'm an Arsenal fan. Don't want Chelsea to win it. I don't like Bayern. I don't like many teams that are left in the competition. <laughs> I don't so. like anybody except <laughs> Arsenal. <laughs> uh, I, I wouldn't mind if Real Madrid, uh, I have a soft spot for them. Uh, you know, I like Real Madrid a little bit. Uh, I wouldn't mind if they won it, but they're just too up and down for me. Um, and then also Porto is the team that's still left in there. That's kind of uh, surprising after they knocked out Juventus. But Porto's no joke. Uh, they, no, they don't want to play the game. Uh, it'd be interesting if they go up against a juggernaut like Bayern Munich or uh, Manchester City. Uh, how would they perform? Are they going to get piped? Are they going to actually keep it close? Uh, and also you got Dortmund. Uh, you got Erling uh, Holland. 
in there. I, I actually want to see again Erling Holland go against Mbappe, PSG versus Dortmund. Uh, that would be exciting, or maybe uh, you know a, a great matchup, and also Liverpool. But Liverpool is not the same Liverpool the last few years. I think uh, they're lucky to be in this round, and I don't think they're going to go much further, depending who they get. Yeah, and it's interesting with that happening this year, right? Obviously, Ronaldo was knocked out. Messi was knocked out. Mm -hmm. So you're seeing the future stars, right? Uh, obviously, yep. those guys are still at the top. Don't get me wrong. But you're starting to see, you know, what, what the Champions League is probably going to look look like the next couple of years moving forward. Yeah. Um, you know, and this is this is who we got. And this is these are the players. Obviously, uh, I know PSG is one of the most exciting teams. I think I think they were the, what, they're the second strongest team behind, potentially behind Bayern. Um, with all that talent that they have there, um, you know, some of the favorites that could be there. And also, you know, Christian Pulisic, you know, he, he came off the bench and he, he was able to get the game winner for 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 Chelsea, which is right. a positive note for him, a positive note for the U.S. men's national uh, team, players, followers, everybody that's supporting him. Because there's been some rumblings about uh, Christian Pulisic, if he was going to stay there or not. But, you know, you want to see him produce. If he, it looks like he's probably yeah. going to get minutes off the bench. He, he needs a move, I think, in my opinion. Uh, it's surprising because he played under Tuchel and Tuchel kind of like made a joke. Like, I, you know, I feel bad for him because I'm going to pull him off the bench because I know how good he does off the bench. After he said that, he played like five minutes when he took him off the bench. So there's no point in making that comment if he's going to be an impact seven, five minutes. I mean, he barely has time to warm up. So I think Pulisic's going to have to get a move if he's not getting playing time with Chelsea because if Tuchel develops his favorites, which could be, end up being Kai Havertz, Timo Werner, uh, maybe Zayac finds his groove. Uh, Mason Mount, who's been on fire for Chelsea this season. I don't think Pulisic's going to get into this side, unfortunately, even Hudson-Odoi. Uh, Pulisic could look for a move. He could link up back with Klopp uh, at Liverpool. That would be interesting, especially if Liverpool have some transfer signings. Uh, I mean, to transfer departures, like a Mohamed Salah and Sadio Mane taking off to a Galactico like Real Madrid or Barcelona. But that all depends uh, this summer. That's I'm getting way ahead of myself. But if Pulisic would leave, maybe Liverpool could be a potential or maybe a, um, a lower team uh, such as a, I don't want to say about a Tottenham or even, uh, I guess, us, Arsenal. We can always use a winger because uh, our wingers always seem to flop sometimes. So, yeah, it'd be interesting where he goes in the summer if he does move. Yeah, let's just say this. The possibilities are endless for him if, mm -hmm. if it doesn't work out for him in Chelsea, right? Uh, yes. Obviously, him being the number 10, but we'll, we'll have to see what happens uh, with Pulisic and you obviously you, you hope for the best for him. Mm -hmm. Now, let's move uh, Let's move on to obviously talking to LAFC. Um, again, so we're in the, what, the, the second, third week of March. Um, yep. And still no, and still, yeah, yeah half, pretty much halfway. Um, third week of March and still no jersey lunch from LAFC. <sighs> No, I don't, uh, I don't understand. I don't understand. It's so yeah. So weird. I'm thinking one of two things, right? Uh, of the jersey lunch. One, they probably don't have a sponsor, which I don't think it's true. Or two, they're 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 trying to uh, anticipate or build up the momentum till maybe when the start of the season. But it makes it kind of interesting when all the other teams already kind of launched their jersey. And I think you're the you may be the only one. I could be wrong. I don't keep up with any other teams. Um, but obviously, we know the team across town, the LA Galaxy, they've already launched their jersey. We know, uh, you know, how cool their jersey has come out. So I don't know what's going on with LASC. I tried to talk to them. They haven't given me a response. Don't really, you know, so I don't really know what's going on. But, hey, it's going to come out. Whether it comes out with the sponsor, maybe it doesn't. Uh, I know we had hinted at different sponsors and stuff. But their jersey for this week, we will expect it. We hope to expect it for next week, and we'll see. I'm going to try to see if I can get more information for that for you guys for next week, see if the jersey launch will come into, uh, you know, next week because it's, it's the second and last week, so we'll see what happens. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about no jersey launch this week? Uh, it's a bit surprising. They keep pushing that pink training kit, it seems like, every week, uh, trying to get more people to buy it. I haven't bought it. Uh, it looks pretty sick, though, um, but I'm waiting for the kit. Uh, I'm not worried about it because, like I said, the kit's not my priority. What's on the pitch is my priority. Um, but for a lot of people that, you know, have birthdays and stuff coming up and they want to get their kids or friends uh, the kit, that would have been nice. Uh, so it's a little weird. Uh, maybe we don't know who's going to be slapped on the front as the sponsor. Maybe it isn't going to be YouTube TV. Uh, but, the re I mean, if they're going to take this long to, to launch a kit where we're about legit a month before the season starts, it better be a really nice kit. You can't produce a crap kit, you know, right before the first game of the season when we host Austin. So, you know, it's kind of not worrisome, but if you're 
trying to sell this merchandise, it, it could get a little worrisome, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where potential the concern, right? We, we know what the players can do or whatever they decide to wear, but I think obviously this is a way the team makes money. This is the way the league makes money. Um, and, you know, obviously you're, you're in, if not the biggest market, the second biggest market, which is LA. Right. Um, right. So I think that that's what, you know, to your point, you hope, you hope it, you know, the planning, right. It comes out sick and solid, which I'm assuming it will. But it just makes it interesting that that it hasn't came out uh, this week. But nevertheless, it is what it is. That's just to its situation. If you want to buy a six four hundred dollar boom box, you have that. If you want to buy a, a pink training kit, you have that. You know, pink yeah. pink is interesting because pink is cool. Um, mm-hmm. But to your point, I don't know if anybody wants to buy yet. I know some people have, but I don't of the training kit. I don't know if you want to buy the training kit yet when you know you want to buy the jersey so uh, i don't know why they pu- they're pushing that first uh, I, yeah it's, it's weird because they keep pushing the pink and black training kit which pink and black always goes together i think it's a really yeah. good pink is dope combo. pink is dope but it's yeah it's, it's not it's not the kit it's not the jersey maybe it might be the jersey for all we know uh, i know juventus had that all pink kit uh i don't know do you know the one i'm talking about drake was in a picture with it once oh time. yeah, yeah. That, what the, but that looked dope because they had like that was the jeep. cool yeah they had that the jeep cool. logo see had, like, the get, jeep. yeah get an all pink little kit or with some black and whatnot and just slap a beer sponsor on there you got yourself a good kit or something but uh or a seltzer or what was that one seltzer um uh, white claw put a white, white claw. claw. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the white claw that would be interesting if they were i mean white claw looks like they got a lot of money because i mean they are selling out but yeah. do you like white claws no you know i don't <laughs> no, mind I them don't. i don't I mind don't. them they're, they're chill they're chill i had them first time last summer and i was like okay these are cool truly's are okay i like the truly truly's yeah those are the ones the truly lemonades are those yeah, are the ones i like those <laughs> yeah if you're 21 and older you should definitely try one Yes. <laughs> you know, if you're not, ask your parents. I don't know. <laughs> ask your parents. You know, we're not going to advocate for underage drinking. Yeah. But hey, yeah. who knows? You know, do do what right. you want to do. I'm not I'm not here to judge anybody, you know. Do it. Drink responsibly. Whatever you or decide maybe, to do. Or maybe, uh, I doubt this is a long shot, but it's be kind of cool. That new Travis Scott seltzer, cacti, or whatever the hell it's called. Oh, really? He has he has his own? I, I, I'm getting old, man, so I don't know these things. I just saw it online, and it said cacti. By Travis Scott, it's his new uh, a guave. I don't think I'm saying a guave seltzer. Um, a lot of people are buying it. It's getting sold out. That'd be anything Travis Scott people will buy sells out. Anything, McDonald's, anything. Yeah. McDonald's, Reese's, anything. I mean, that guy, <laughs> yeah. that guy's smart. He knows what he's doing, and he's yeah. culturally relevant. So, hey, man, yeah. man, yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We're we're gonna keep with the guessing game until it officially happens. So. Mm-hmm. That would be the twist if that was actually the jersey. And the people are like, oh, this ain't the training kick. This is actually a jersey, which I don't think it is. It better be better looking than uh, Las Vegas Lights jerseys because those are shit. Have you seen those? Yeah, I don't think that they're they're interesting. Let me say that. They're interesting. No, they're bad. They're bad. They're ugly. And they're they're $100. Oh, of course. Yeah, they got to make money somehow. I went on Zappos.com to see how much they were, and it was a hundred bucks, I think. And I'm not paying a hundred. If it was forty, maybe, maybe, but not a hundred. I've, I've seen I've seen a couple people wear them around, and I've been to Vegas, and I've seen stickers of Las Vegas lights. But you got to think about it. Look, yeah. it's your only team. It's your only soccer team, right? You know, you're gonna have to buy it. You know, how else are you gonna no. represent? Your, how else are you gonna represent your team? How else are wear you gonna a shirt? Your... Wear a wear a shirt or a hat or. <laughs> Or yeah. anything. The, the logo is cool. I like the logo, but yeah, as far as cool. the jersey, I don't like the confetti in the the birthday. It looks like a birthday. You know, you know what I've like heard it. about Las Vegas lights. I have a friend down there uh, mm-hmm. in Las Vegas, but he told me he's been to a couple of Las Vegas lights games, and he said that um, that their games are interesting because they try to make it like an experience. They try to make it like mm-hmm. like you're in a Vegas experience instead right. of like I guess Boring. the owner tries to do that. That's what I've yeah. been told. And instead of actually uh you know producing the talent on the field so that why that's why their talent on the field hasn't been that good and i think the owner wants to sell it the team has been wanting to sell the team and i think he's been linked with the brazilian club i think flamingo he's been linked to that huh (laughs) said palmeiras no 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 no, we'll talk about that too (laughs) flamingo we'll talk about the brazilian links that have no 
No sense. But anyways, yeah, talking yeah. about Las Vegas Knights, that's why yeah. it makes so much sense. This interesting because they were kind of a mess with their system on the field mm-hmm. product. Mm-hmm. And the owner is not really interested in keeping the team. And you have LAFC that comes in here is going to handle all the operational, right? The coaching right. and the training and all the other stuff for the right. team. And he can focus on if it's going to be the experience, it's going to be the experience. But imagine yeah. if Steve Sharondolo turned things around. So not only you're, you're producing great on the field, but you also have this Las Vegas spectacle. Yeah. That is, you know, Las Vegas lights. Cause he has like, I've heard he has different things like entertainment wise in the field. It's not like LAFC type of entertainment that he brings out. Like, I don't want to say like a circus, but he brings out people and it's yeah. not like a typical soccer type of matchup that you're, that, that you're in, that you're used to, I should say. Right. I know they had the cash drop where the helicopter was above the field and they dropped yeah, a bunch yeah, of cash. Yeah, yeah, like things like uh, that. Things like that. The llamas, which is another thing. And then the Elvis-looking mascot. As I, And then even at one point, they had Freddie Adu, I think, playing for the team for a game or so. I don't know if you remember that. He tried out for them. Really? I know who Freddie Adu is, but I, I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't really keep up with too many USL teams. Mm-hmm. but Yeah, he... Yeah, it didn't work out, obviously. But, uh, yeah, interesting team. Interesting team. But, let, yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about that. Obviously, Steve Sherondolo, obviously news already is official. We know that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's excited. Um, yep. He talked about, you know, what he has to do. Um, and I think, you know, I think, like I said, this is a time that, you know, finally obviously has full control of their affiliate team. And I think that's mm-hmm. what they wanted to do. And I just want to read a quote here from uh, Steve Sherondolo. He says, it's a situation. It's a situation I'm comfortable in. I love helping players to move to the next level. There's a lot in place already in Los Angeles, so it's really just helping a lot of these players get to the next step. End quote. So I mean, he, he looks like he comes ready. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, you look at his resume. I mean, he's played in Germany, lived in Germany most of his life. Uh, he, he's no joke. He's a serious player, serious gamer. Uh, he knows the game. So I'm actually really interested to see how he does like we talked about it's not going to be a spectacle anymore this team hopefully it's going to be actually producing results uh, and actually care about the results on the field rather than uh, you know the circus if you want to call it that especially when we send some of our players to the las vegas lights like maybe bryce duke might go over there maybe a christian torres might go over there are they going to ride the bench are they going to actually grow as a player and develop and then come back to lafc and actually prove something so that's what i care about i can care less about the mascots the llamas all that other stupid stuff you know, it's all about developing players at the end of the day and grooming Steve Sherundolo for whatever position he goes to next. I mean, if Bob leaves in the next three years or whatever, and Steve's the next guy. <laughs> He's getting he, ahead of himself. Already. He, already, <laughs> he already wants to call Steve Sherundolo the head coach. and we Because it, it, it makes sense. It makes natural sense that Steve Sherundolo was a Bob Bradley player, mm-hmm. right? And it makes sense that I give Steve Sherundolo a couple of years with this team. Maybe they'll make a run in USL or whatever they do down there. And then once Bob Bradley gets the can, if he ends up walking on his own or he gets the sack, Steve Schrono can come up as a temporary or permanent basis. That's how I'm looking at it. But I'm thinking way down the line. Probably I shouldn't be, but that's just how my brain thinks. Yeah, he's way down the line. But it, it is, I guess it is a safe option. I mean, to your point. Um, we have a quick question uh, here. Gabe, Gabriel Arias says, do they do weird? They do some weird stuff. Who do you think plays in Las Vegas? Uh, Lights, obviously, to your point, you named Bryce Strick, you named Christian Torres. Uh Obviously, I think uh, Danny Trejo goes down there. You know, a lot of the guys that that that, mm-hmm. that was uh, that got picked up in the draft is going down there. Cal Jennings, um, maybe. Yeah, Cal potentially Cal Jennings. Yeah, you know, you, you never know players that get injured. I'm assuming they're probably going to get sent over there first to you know to to, to potentially train, uh, depending who it is, right? Depending if Carlos Ella gets injured, he's not going down there, no matter what, right? No, he'll, he'll, if Rossi <laughs> gets injured, he's not going down there. It's players that are on the borderline, right? The players that are on borderline that may not be playing, but they need to develop them. And I think it's a, you know, like you said, Christian Torres and all the you know the sixteen year old kids that that are coming up within the LAFC Academy. You have the pipeline if it goes from LAFC Academy, Las Vegas Lights, and then LAFC. Or you yeah. know that that's that's the way you want to do it, and I just wonder how long how long this process will be because there's going to come a point that Las Vegas Lights either one or two things, either they stay with LAF, they stay in the USL and they like what Bob Bradley's doing and, and LAFC is doing, or two, they go to the MLS and then you can't have that partnership anymore. But I think those are years down down the road. But I think you you got to see, and this is a good way for LAFC to one 
you know, have a have a short term um, answer. But they, I think this is they, but they also got to look at the long term. But this this is a short term answer. And we'll see what happens. If, if, if Las Vegas Light stays, stays in the USL, perfect for LAFC. But if they either decide not to be a team or sell on to someone else, and then LAFC, you know, or they got they try to go to the MLS, like I said, then you have a problem. But I, I like what the the solution for it, what it is right now. Yeah, and it was just a one-year deal, I think, the partnership was. So, uh, you know, like you said, if they continue to grow, it could be like a three to five years. Or if they apply, I don't know how it works for to become a club in MLS if you, you have to apply or, or, or bid. But I don't know if Las Vegas Lights would become their own MLS team or just a branch of a Las Vegas. Like Las Vegas FC would become the MLS squad. Uh, because I think a lot of people want Las Vegas as an MLS team, which would be great. Uh, be a great new place to go visit, obviously, for a stadium. I'm assuming they would play at Allegiant Stadium. That would be the, the normal choice since it's a brand new stadium and the Raiders play there already and UNLV. I think they have their own stadium. I don't, I can't San, see them. Uh, it, downtown, right? It's in downtown area? Uh, no, I don't, I don't know where it's at, to be honest. I think, I think they play at a baseball field. I, I could be wrong. I, okay, I they're not going to be playing. If they play for they're, MLS, they're not. They're not. They're not yeah. playing. Uh, but I, I, I can tell you for a fact, they're not playing at the Radio Stadium. They're not playing Allegiant Stadium. Then, you don't think they would? No, no, not right. Not this year. Not this year. Oh no, 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 not this year. No, I'm saying if they did become an actual MLS team in the next few years. Oh, if they became, yeah, yeah. there's, there's yeah, a yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah, if, they, yeah, if they become an MLS team, yeah, there's a shot. But I mean. Mm-hmm. If Vegas has right now, no, right now, no, (laughs) not right now. But I mean, if they're able to sell out whatever 80,000, 90,000, I don't know how many seats he can hold down there. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's gonna be exciting. But nevertheless, we're gonna try to get some games down there, potentially see see some players go to Vegas, like you said, you know, go go Vegas on Friday, watch a game on Saturday, come back, yes, you know, yeah, yeah, that's back on Sunday, hungover, hungover. Uh, I don't know how many of us will make it back, but um. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully we come back with so uh, some uh, with some money, you know, with some extra money. Um, exactly. Yeah. Which, which which is always fun, you know. Vegas. I mm-hmm. mean, you got to be safe out there. But yeah. let, let's move on. Let's let's talk about Brian Rodriguez. I, I know he. You tweeted this. He got his first start and he played sixty-one minutes. Yes. The 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 scale is moving up for Brian Rodriguez. This yeah, is another want. another three hundred dollars to the value. So there you go. <laughs> the value's going back up. Yeah, it's going back up, and this is this is what you want. Obviously, I didn't watch the game. I'm not sure if you watched the game, but no. regardless, this is what you want to see. He went from you know coming off the bench now to getting a start, playing sixty one minutes. Yeah, and you know things are trending the right way for Brian Rodriguez and LAFC. 61 minutes starting. Um, I don't know how he did. I looked on Footmom, my football app, and uh, he got a 6.1 out of 10. A lot of those players actually got in the sixes, not really, didn't look too good. Uh, they drew 0 0. Uh, they're still, I believe, in second or third place in La Liga 2 right now. So that's good for them as far as going up to uh, La Liga. Um, hopefully, this is the start of Brian Rodriguez doing well at his Almeria career, potentially. Hopefully, this is what we want. So if he can keep starting, starting 60 to 70 minutes and potentially the full 90 going forward, chip in a couple goals and assists by the time uh, what May comes around, we might have ourselves a deal in our hands. I don't know how big the deal would be, but hopefully this is what we want. This is what we like to see. Yeah, and this is what you want to see. This is what you want to see a, a player yes. progress. This is he's where he wanted to be, right? He wanted to be mm-hmm. in Europe. This is a shot. Take advantage. Take advantage of the opportunity. You know, score goals, score assists. You know, become so attached to this team that they, you know, they you help them win. You know, it's an assist, a pass, or whatever it is they want. They they LFC wants you to succeed. You want yourself to succeed. I know that all the fans want you to succeed. Right. Cause that's going to lead for LAFC to have an open DP spot, you know, and that's going to lead for opportunities for Brian Rodriguez down the road in Europe. So, I mean, this is what this is moving the right way, you know, it's yeah. moving the right way. Now we just have a, you know, about another two months of, of, you know, keeping track on them. And I know, I know you're going to do a great job yeah. of keeping track of Brian Rodriguez, where mm-hmm. he goes and what, what he's able to do and accomplish there. Because I mean, um, you only want to see him go up and keep yeah. that up and you also want uh, a maria to, to stay in second if not first place right i want them to move up so that way they have incentive like they can say that hey brian rodriguez helped us move up he pitched in in some ways we should buy him uh to keep us in for the next year in la liga the challenge for it to stay up and survive and not get relegated again so that's what i want and i don't want rodriguez back obviously i don't care what bob says about if he comes back potentially i don't believe that um i just want rodriguez to do well down maria 
uh, I'll Maria to pay the price of whatever that is, is going to be, whatever they have agreed upon. Um, if we take a loss, we take a loss, but just do well, Rodriguez. That's all I ask. Just keep <laughs> playing and keep chipping in however you can. And then all the best to you. Yeah. And I think obviously, like we talked about this already, obviously part of those reasons that Bob said that is obviously you want to keep the player stock up and you never know what happens. You never know what's going to happen, right? You never know. You can't close that door for Brian Rodriguez because you never know what, what could happen. He could potentially come back and, you know, and Bob has to have that door open for him. And, you know, and also if this is a play that LAFC wants to sell. You have to talk well of him. You want to talk great of him and you don't want to talk bad about him when he's not with your team. It only helps you as a coach, as a team, or whatever to to keep talking about him in the best possible way right. that way his, his stock doesn't take a hit and i mean it's smart for bob to do that um i think that's pretty noticeable but obviously uh like you said i think you majority of the fans uh are ready to move on and right. you know use that third dp spot you know hopefully come may time you know for someone else and you know wherever that happens and um, and look at uh we got some success stories so far i mean you got uh brian reynolds i believe from uh from dallas at roma right now on loan uh he just got a substitution appearance the other day in europa league i believe or one of the uh, italian league games uh, so, I mean, that's, that's an MLS club kind of doing it the right way, trying to get his value up. They can sell him on because FC Dallas likes to do that. They're Academy players. And also Daryl Dyke from Orlando city at Barnsley right now, that guy is tearing it up. Apparently a top six premier league team offered, I think, was it 10 or 15 or 20 million or something? Not 20 million, maybe it's 10 or 15 million for him. Uh, so that's a success story. And Orlando said, no, that's kind of what I want to see Rodriguez at Almeria. Maybe another club will see Rodriguez playing Almeria and say, hey, you know, we'll pay LAFC the five to 10 or whatever, whatever money they want to get them off our hands. That's what I want to see. So, yeah, and, that, and that's the plan. That, that is also an option. And that's what I was thinking that for Rodriguez, right? For mm-hmm. um, that another, he's getting attention, right? He's out there. He's being exposed. He, he's a, you know, Uruguayan national player. Um, you know, he's going to get attention out there and what he's able to do. And, he, you know, he may attract other La Liga teams, you know, that are already in, in La Liga 1 and, you know, may send LAFC an offer, may, you know, you know, maybe another team, you know, for Premier, the Premier League or whatever. You never know. And as long as he's out there and he's playing, he's going to get some attention, right? And then when he goes back to the to the World Cup qualifiers for the team, for the national team with the Uruguay, obviously we know he – He's, he's played with them, you know, he either comes yeah. off the bench or you can start for them. So it's, you know, there is a tension around him. He just has to do what he has to do. And, you know, and then LAFC, everybody can walk away very happy. Yep. I agree. 100%. So I can, now I kind of want to talk a little bit about the, the, the rumor. There's a, there was a rumor about Eduardo Testa. <laughs> and I guess I have, we have to talk about it. Um, Cause even when I see this or I see other things, the reason why I, I don't see anything happening because the, the team is set. Let me let me just say this: the the team is already set for LAFC. So you know the starting eleven. The roster is set, not the starting oh, okay. eleven. But I'm saying the <laughs> I was going to say the, you better tell me the the team for LAFC is set. So I don't okay. see any changes coming from anywhere. I don't see LAFC selling anyone or anything like that. It'd be stupid to do it right now, right before the season starts a month away. You know? Yeah, and that's why it's, it's just a rumor, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, I don't know who wrote this or whatever, but it got some traction. So I got tracked to that, you know, rumor uh, of Eduardo Testa going to Palmeiras, which is a Brazilian club. Obviously, we LFC has been linked to so many Brazilian clubs. So I many. I don't get it. I don't Let's get see, it. Blessing. Um, uh, who else? Was it just this too? But it seems like a lot. It seems like there's always uh, – Brian Rodriguez was also linked, I think, to – uh, Flamingo, uh, no. or, and then uh, Blessing Rodriguez, now yeah. Antuesta. Antuesta. I think that's it. I think yeah, that's I think it. that's it. So it was three players. They're always getting linked. I don't know where this is coming from. I don't know if it, if it's a Brazilian uh, news person, news outlet. I could be a troll. I don't know. But I don't see. Let me just get this out there. I don't see any of LAFC players going to a Brazilian any of the Brazilian clubs. Not because I don't think the Brazilian clubs are not good not because i don't think that any of the blizzard clubs are don't have attention i think the next step moving forward for any lfc player is europe if you're going to go anywhere i think it's europe and that's where it makes sense there's not but there could be a player that could be like you know what i want to go back to south america to be with my family that makes sense that totally makes sense but i don't see that the case for eduardo twista i don't see that the, the case um for potential a deep blessing i don't i don't see that the case right now and on top of that you know lafc 
has their hands in this and they're not they're not gonna you know play like a Duarte Twesta they're gonna care where he goes they're gonna they're gonna care where he where he ends up you know he's not and he also talked on the press conference call last week that it, he his head's he, in the game his head's in the game he's focused mm-hmm. on LASC what I whatever well, other opportunities come that will come. I'm just paraphrasing what he's what he talked about, right. and he was asked about uh, he was he was asked about European clubs. So anytime anything comes from 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 uh, from Brazil, anything like that, just you know take take a look. You can look at it, but you know don't pay too much attention if it doesn't necessarily make sense. And uh, I also didn't um, I didn't mean any disrespect when I tweeted about Palmeiras that they went <laughs> he went and go there and that uh, the seventh place I do know they won the Copa Libertadores so congratulations to them, but when I'm talking big club I'm talking like an Ajax or a uh, like an AC Milan or something like that that's what I meant I didn't mean like you know Palmeiras is a big club in Brazil yeah go figure did did you get did you get trashed or what on Twitter what happened a couple I think Brazilian people uh, that are Palmeiras fans uh, tweeted at me in Portuguese so I had to <laughs> translate it so hey uh, so so uh, same thing happened to me when I tweeted I had tweeted uh, that Brian Rodriguez is not going to go to was it Flamingo I forgot where he was Palmeiras it might have been Palmeiras I don't know but he was linked to a Brazilian club and I said it would it would be a step down and people were like went at me on Twitter and were yeah, like. In what world is Palmeiras a step down from LAFC or whatever the club was? Yeah, you know, it, it's 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 a step back in the in the, in the process of the process. Right. And then then you look, and then obviously Brian Rodriguez ended it up with you, Diego Maria. But you know, it's fine if you know you have to have pride in your team if you're Brazil. I get that, but there's no no end of LAFC player at this moment unless it's a family issue or something like that. The next step for any LAFC player that has attention, Eduardo Twesta, Diego Rossi, Brian Rodriguez. That caliber of player, Latif Blessing, you could throw that in, and then there as well, right? Those caliber are is Europe. Anything outside of that, I just don't buy it right now. I just don't. Yeah, no. Um, anytime I see a rumor like that, I get worried. But at the same time, we have to have a bit of logic when you know talking about it. And I think I said where I see at the West going is could be a Spain, uh, it could be uh, a, Me- a Mexican team, maybe a Mexican club. Uh, and then I think I said one other country. I think I might have said it, Italian. Uh, yeah, but those are AC, the, AC Milan. Didn't you? Yeah, AC Milan. Uh, but obviously, AC Milan's a really big club at Tuesta. I don't know how you would fit in there. I'm just throwing out names like that. But Ajax or PSV Eindhoven, mm-hmm. those would be two clubs I could see, you know, at Tuesta going to, developing, be, and then being sold for an even bigger fee. Um, but just like I believe Edison Alvarez, if I have his name right, I could be wrong. Yeah, it's an Alvarez. The Mexican yeah. international right now. He's going to be sold probably in the next couple of years for a big fee, bigger fee. Um, that's what I want to see at the West. Like he would be perfect at uh, a Dutch club, I think. And I'm not, I'm Dutch. I'm not being biased, but I'm just saying he, he fits the mold with the game over there. It, it makes sense. Right? It makes sense for him yeah. to go out there. And quickly in the chat, Jesus Medina says three million is, is way too low. I guess that's what the offer. I didn't, I didn't even pay attention. Yeah, to even open three, article. Three, three million. That is no. For him, no. no, no Look, no. it's a rumor. I didn't even pay attention. I didn't. I didn't even bother touching it. Uh, but Jesus Medina says he says, but I disagree. I think he disagrees with us. I think if they're going to do it right now, is the best time to work and fix a team without him. He's talking about it. I, 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 I'm sorry, Jesus. I disagree with you. Um, yeah, I, I like Jesus. Uh, Jesus is one of my followers on Twitter. Shout out to Jesus. Always interacting. Love that guy. Um, I agree with you, uh, Gio. It'd be dumb to do it right now, especially for three million. His value is at least, at least minimal eight to ten, minimal. I would think. Yeah, well, I was gonna say Jesus. The reason why I disagree with you is one, Eduardo Tusta. He he last week he said he's focused on the LFC, so that's right from the player, right? And Eduardo Tusta is not a player that would seem he would go away from from his response that right that quickly. Two, LFC can get way more money uh, potentially. Than three million dollars, three uh, Brazilian uh, Palmeiras is not the club for him. It's just not for him. And you know, four, you know, it, it's Europe. It has to be Europe. And five, you know, Eduardo Twista is the core of this team. You know, you you're not going to cut Eduardo Twista with a month left to start the season, right? To send him out there, and it will just, you know, who's going to fill his role and everything like that. It's, it's just too much of a domino effect for LAFC for that to happen. It's too far fetched for me, for me to even think that would happen um, because it's just way out there. You know, Eduardo Torso is going to start in the midfield with the long side, but 
Latif Blessing potentially, you know, Jose Cifuentes, Mark Enrique, you name it, right? There's, there's, there's a lot of players out there that, that could play in the midfield. But uh, right now, Eduardo Torres is not going anywhere. The summertime, oh. to pay mm. attention, guys, when it comes to the summertime, the summertime transfer window, that's if we're getting there and Eduardo Torres is killing it, um, Diego Rossi's killing it, which I'm assuming they will. They'll be gone. That's when we got to pay attention, but not in March, not in April. May, June, I think the transfer window is in June, July. Once we get towards the end of May, that's when you're going to start hearing the rumblings. That's when you're going to start hearing more of those rumors. That's when it's going to start making sense. But anything right now doesn't make sense because, like I said earlier, the, the, the 2021 um, roster, uh, the, the the training camp roster is pretty much set of, you know, who's going to stay with LFC. These other players are going to stay with their LFC, and some of these players are going to go to Las Vegas Knights. Uh, obviously, if an injury happens, that's different, right? If a player gets injured, something like that happens, obviously you're going to have to get players and all that. But right now, no moves. I don't see any moves uh, going on for, for LFC, especially Eduardo Tuesta. Yeah, imagine a midfield, because if Atuesta magically leaves for some weird reason before the season, which it won't happen. Imagine a midfield trio of Mark Anthony K, Ganella, and Blessing were screwed. Yeah, that that's that's. Ter- I'll just throw in the towel. That midfield sucks. You got two weak links, and then one workhorse doing all the work for the other two. I won't mention any names, but you already know what I'm talking about. So I'll just leave it at that. Okay, he's. he's I mean, you're very strong on your team, but I, I think without without them, they're not going to be as strong. You know, without a Dwight Twister, right? And who who's going to fill his role? But you also you also got a bread. Who, who is going to take his role? That's also what Bob Bradley and the coaching staff has to develop in Las Vegas Lights. Who is going to take Eduardo Tosta's spot next season? Or they're going to bring someone else in, right? But you're expecting Diego Rossi and, and Eduardo Tosta to leave this next season. By the ne- by next season, they're not going to be here. Let's put it that way. We don't know if they leave this season or whatever, but let's just put it this way. By 2022, the season may not – when the season starts, you may not be with uh, – with, um, Eduardo Tuesta, Diego Rossi, and potentially a couple other players because they may be sold on and move forward. And who are those players that LASC, Bob Bradley, Steve Sharondo specifically is going to develop uh, for Las Vegas Lights? Is it Bryce Duke? No. Who is it? And I think that's what we're going to see. And we don't know the answers, right? We can ask the questions yet, but we don't know the answers just yet. And I think that's what we're going to have to see uh, how they how these players de- develop an already good 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 system, great system. But we don't have the development just yet, and I think that's the the missing piece for LAFC right now on the development part is Steve Sharondola. Yep, uh, he's going to play an important part in the development of these young players, like we talked about earlier: Christian Torres, Bryce Duke, Aboku, uh, Cal Jennings, maybe um, Trejo. We got so many players. We got about ten players that can actually go to Las Vegas Lights and form their own team right now if they wanted to. And that would be LAFC two technically in a way as a developmental team. But as the season goes on, uh, we'll find out who's over there actually being developed and whatnot, and who's going to be ready and whatnot. You know, it's it's going to be exciting. I'm actually looking forward to seeing these younger players develop at Las Vegas. Yeah, uh, Jesus says if if they wait till the summer, he can choose to leave for free because I don't think he's resigning because he has potential to play anyway. I think his contract may run till the end of the year. I don't think his contract runs till the summer. So. I'll double check on that. Usually they don't tell us information, but one one thing that I did find out is uh, MLS, Major League Soccer, had a situation. I don't know if it was Wakaku or um, some MLS player that, you know, he signed, a, he signed a contract with someone else. The reason why I bring this story, he ended up signing with the contract with someone else because I think it might have been New York City. I don't know. Um, people listen, correct me if I'm wrong, but they didn't have the proof in the media outlist or what i don't know what this is situation necessarily but now mls is telling the teams that they're going to have to publish you know the the terms of the deal so that's why we don't know the information for some of these uh mls players signings because so moving forward there i think i've seen it with the la galaxy they, they've been publishing you know how long the terms of the contract um you know, and, and that's important. Why? Because we've been, uh, as journalists, we've been asking that information because we want to know, okay, Dora Torsa ends in 2021 in, the de- in, in December, not in the summer, right? That This gives us more information instead of guessing. And it's not guessing because I don't know my stuff. It's guessing because the team doesn't want to give you, the team in the league don't want to give you that information. But I think now moving forward, because that's the situation with, uh, with the MLS player, let's just say, 
the MLS had a situation that a player signed with another team from a different country, and now they're going to start to publish that so and send it to the media people. Which we, 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 we've been saying all along, you know, then we know when the terms of the contract end. We know when Diego Rossi's contract ends. We know when, you know, Diego, uh, Carlos Vela, you know, and then you can start putting the pieces of the puzzle. So as of now, we kind of have to assume, but I'll, I'll check to see if Eduardo Tosta ends uh, in December and not the summertime. Yeah, it also helps if we start putting release clauses on these contracts. If you pay the amount of money on that release clause, he's yours. No questions asked. That's it. So if we slapped a fifteen million on Atuesta, you paid a fifteen million. You get you're you're free to negotiate with him, and that's it. We stay out of it, and you just give us the fifteen mil, and you can decide his length of term, wages per week, incentives, all the other stuff. That's what they do in the European clubs. You know, you pay the. I know Spain, La Liga, I think it's man. I don't know if it's mandatory, but a lot of the players have release clauses. Like when Arsenal paid for Thomas Partey, it was 45 million release clause. As soon as they paid the 45 million, there was nothing Atletico Madrid could have done about it. That was it. You know, we just had to negotiate the terms. I feel like LAFC, I don't know if we're allowed to, but we should start doing something along those lines. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the rules are with the MLS. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. That, that's what gets tricky. Uh, I don't know if they have that ability to do the release clause. And because uh, when a player gets sold on like that, MLS gets a piece of that. Unless it's a homegrown contract, unless uh, LAFC or any MLS club for that matter yeah. would get all that money. But a player like Eduardo Twist, a player like Diego Rossi, a player like Brian Rodriguez, um, they're the DPs international, MLS is getting a cut. So I don't, I don't know if that that's an option for, for MLS teams as of yet. Well, I'm just going to say my opinion on it. Um, I, maybe I'm not I'm speaking for a lot of people. Maybe I'm speaking for myself. I think all these little contract rules are stupid. Uh, the DP, TAM, uh, homegrown, all just scrap the whole thing because no one cares to learn about any of it. And let's just open up the market. You pay for what you can get and you survive. Uh, survival of the fittest. That's it. If you're a little club, you buy little players. If you're a big club, you can buy the big boys. You know, I'm so I, when people try to explain that stuff, DP, there's three, no, there's two, no, we need to get one. There's open spot, international player. I could, the, the trading of international player slots and all that good stuff. I, if you asked me to read about it for a day, I would stop after 10 minutes because I could care less. I said, we just open up the market. And um, I know MLS is greedy and wants to get a piece of everything and whatnot. Um, I don't agree with that. If LAFC can afford to get an Antoine Griezmann and they have unlimited money like a Manchester City in England, then do it. And if a team like Nashville or, or a lower team has to buy players that are actual homegrown and grow them academy-wise, then they're stuck doing that. That's not our problem. That's what I wish MLS was like, but I can never see it being like that because MLS is set in their ways, unfortunately. Yeah, and the reason I had Paul Tenario a couple a couple weeks, maybe a couple months ago, um, and we kind of talked about that having like an open market, but the, I guess the reason why he's not for it, he's not for it as well. It's been like a slow build. It's been a very conservative build. And the reason I guess Don Garber and the MLS did that, right, is to have DPs and all these other things that don't necessarily make sense to the average fan. Imagine trying to be a coach from Europe and understanding this. That's why I feel like so many international coaches have a disadvantage when they come to the MLS and they struggle Mm -hmm. because they don't know how to build a team MLS-wise, not soccer wise MLS wise with DP and all this other stuff and what's TAM, GAM and all this. It took me a couple of years to learn all that stuff. Now I feel more comfortable going into this year. I feel more comfortable than I did last year. First year covering the LASA, now I did not feel comfortable because I was like, what the heck is this? Right. Yeah. And on top of that, information's not out there. But I'm with you. And I, I'm with you on that. MLS has grown conservatively, very, very, very slow, but in a, in a great mm-hmm. way. But you eventually, you got to let the training, training wheels off these off the team you got to take their training wheels off and let them do what they do this is this is this is the u.s i don't think any team necessarily is going to go under unless they have way more information to back that up but you've seen how these teams get built and you can fast forward the speed of the growth of the mls you know you could potentially if you take the training wheels off for the ml for the mls teams they can sign this player they can sign that player Say you have a salary cap if they want to do it like U.S. sports, right? If they want to do something like that, you can have a salary cap and this player can sign that player and all these other things, you know? But doing 3DPs, TAM, imagine if you don't have to worry about getting three international or 3DPs of paying them more than a million dollars or whatever. Imagine if you had the liberty of buying or paying for whatever you want. Okay. Um, 
it makes difference. It makes all the difference. You see what FC Cincinnati. Yeah, he makes all, all the You don't think FC Cincinnati could do that? They just paid what 14, 15 million dollars for that Brazilian player. Yeah. I don't think that's they're in a disadvantage. I don't think necessarily. I don't think they're in a disadvantage, right? Um, you know, and you're having your club owners pay what, a 250 $250 million fee or $300 million million dollar fee to be an owner. Um, you know, so I don't I don't think that that the training wheels should be on for MLS teams the way it's going. I think the training wheels need to be taken off and let the teams, uh, they're smart enough. These are business owners. Some of these business owners have te- other sports teams. And that's the problem sometimes is that they're business owners. They're not football owners. They don't like football. They're only in it for the business. Do you think all the owners at LAFC actually watch an LAFC game when it's on? I don't think so. No, I don't they don't. They probably couldn't even name you five players, to be honest. And that's a problem. Some of these owners can give, couldn't give a shit about the football that's on the pitch. And that's why the game's not growing as fast as we thought it would. And that's why we need to eliminate all this TAM and all this DP I think stuff if the and, owners put pressure on Don Garber, they would. I don't like Don they, Garber either. He's a little they weasel. would, but 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 to your point, they don't – some of the owners, right? We got – obviously got Magic Johnson, just to name a few. You have Peter Gruber, who owns the Dodgers, owns the Warriors, probably one of the richest guys uh, that owns in sports, right? If he says, you know – if you uh, look, I'm not going to speak for him, but I have a funny Sorry. feeling that he may not understand DP, Tam, oh. Gam, whatever. And there's nothing wrong with that. He's noted. He has the money. He has the deep pockets. But if you tell me this player, he's like, you know what? I think we should get rid of all this stuff. We should open it up. It makes more sense. This is how you're going to grow the league. This is how you grow it in the NBA. This is how you grow it in baseball. You don't have these limits, you know, right. but you don't. You, he, he's not doing that or any, any other owner. I, I don't know has done that. And right. put the pressure on Don Garber, and that's 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 where you put the pressure. And quickly, Jesus on the chat, I like your questions, man. He says, "How does the money work when they sell a player of the league? Where does it go to Tam Gam? I don't know, man. I I, I literally don't know. But I know MLS gets a percentage for, let's say, Brian Rodriguez gets sold for ten, fifteen millions. MLS gets a cut. I don't know if it's thirty percent or whatever. They get a cut, you know. So I don't know. Tam is just how you pay a player." Tam is a player that's making more than six hundred thousand dollars. So I don't, I don't know how that works. I, I, and, and this is what's confusing. And this is what's confusing for people listening, people watching. That is confusing how this breakdown necessarily works. And unfortunately, I'm not educated enough to break it down for you guys. But it, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll get educated and let you guys know. But this is why it makes it so difficult uh, when you're just joining the league because an outsider watching or coming and to the league, like I said, a coach trying to try to build a team. Yeah. So, and you don't, if you don't have that guidance from your GM, a lot of, a lot of coaches are not going to succeed or haven't, and haven't succeeded. Right. Yeah. I, I you know, I, that's what I'm saying. A lot of these owners just, I don't, I don't think they care as much as you, you think they would, you know, I don't, I don't think that Football. they don't care. I think they just got a lot, of, a lot of things going on. You know what I'm saying? With that much money, right. if, if they're going to own, say like Peter Gruber is going to own LAFC, right? His focus is the Warriors. The Warriors and the Dodgers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so his third thing would probably be LAFC. Nah. uh, Probably other things, man. You know Uh, what I'm saying? I I, I meant like going down the list of sports teams. He's the guy with the money, right? And a couple other people, too. There's there's a couple other investors. They're the guy with the money. Bob Riley, John Thornton's. Those are the guys, you know? And and potentially, uh, uh, I think Larry... uh, Potentially, is, mm-hmm. yeah. Larry, Larry is in there involved as well. But those, those are your three guys. Those they know that that's who's getting paid. That's what they're getting paid for. That's what John Thornton mm-hmm. got hired. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's up to them. It's not up to Peter Gruber to, to you know to the owner's right. defense. We hired, I hired so and so. Hey, you know the league. You know what's going on. What build a winning team. You know what's you know how to play within the rules. Well, let's make it happen. Right. Yeah. No, I, that, that's pretty self-explanatory, I guess, uh, as far as, you know, the owners and opening up, you know, putting some pressure on Don Garber, who I do not like, by the way. Um, I think if you had an owner like Mark Cuban involved oh, in MLS, yes, things would yes. change. Things awesome. would change. Yes. Things would change yeah. because he's done it with the NBA, how successful the NBA is, right? And how mm-hmm. advanced the NBA is. If you had an owner like Mark Cuban come into the MLS and he's like, Hey, this is stupid. He or whatever, he will go. He he will go out on Garber and tell him to his face that you know the way you're building these things up. But unfortunately, right now you don't have someone that's invested like that and willing to go to toe to toe with the commissioner and say, right, open it up. Everybody else right. is doing it. You know, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's controversial, but it's sometimes in a good way to fix things in the NBA or, you know, he'll, you know, complain about it. And, you know, for a fact, he's going to be at every game courtside or if he owned a football team, he'd be on the sideline. He'd be super pumped. Uh, I know we get some of our owners, you know, doing some stuff at the games and they'll make an appearance here and there. We don't have Will Ferrell, who's there, I guess. I, I don't know. I just feel like I'm, compl- I'm complaining now and I don't want to complain. So um, uh, one last <laughs> one last thing that I will say, though, is that another thing that should happen, which will never happen, is promotion relegation. That could be a whole other <laughs> episode on itself. That's a whole other episode. First, yeah, we got to get not- rid of DPs and tabs before we can. <laughs> I, I, I just, I'm just saying that that should be something that should have been done a long time ago. But since we play in America, that will never happen. Because again, it comes down to new owners. If their team gets relegated, they're going to bitch about it and they're going to lose money and it's going to be a whole scene. So that's probably one of the reasons. Uh, But teams like San Jose and Colorado, I'm looking here in 2018, uh, San Jose won four games. So a team like that should not be playing in MLS the next season. They should have been relegated. But since we don't reward teams. I think they won more than four games. No, 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 no. I'm I'm talking in 2018. I'm looking at 2018. 2018, okay, okay. They won four games, drew nine, lost 21. So a team like that should not be allowed to be playing in the first division. They should be relegated. But since we play in the United States, they get rewarded with mediocrity and they continue to play in MLS. But um, I feel like I'm going on a rant now, but I'm just saying how I feel. A lot of people feel the same way, maybe. I hear you, and I know there's people that do feel the same way. But um, the league is grown still, right? So some teams can some team can't even sell out their own stadium, you know. So that's the problem. Mm-hmm. How, how are you going to how are the owners going to get their money uh, and different things like that? But I think first we got to worry about getting rid of Tam, getting rid of all these baby <laughs> stuff, baby steps, all these yeah baby steps. But I, these owners <laughs> and these these general managers, these People that have been around the league for so long, they know how to manage this, how to manage teams, and they know the ins and outs. And I, like I said, you, you just got to take the training rules off. Um, but hey, man, but it just it just goes what happens, you know. But but yeah. but you wish you wish it wasn't like that. But these are the times we live in. This is what happens, um, you know. And this is and you got to see how you know you got to do. Essentially, if you're LAFC or any MLS team, compared to any team around the world, you got to do a lot less you got to do do more excuse me with a lot less yeah yeah you got to do more with a lot less you know and you got to see how you develop players and stuff like that and that's why i'm very excited and very interested to see how lafc steve shirondola john torrington bob Bradley coach these guys at las vegas fights and get that system and who breaks out of that for the potentially this season right agreed with that 100 so that's what happens but um, but yeah, I think that's all the time we have, man. It's it's been a slow week. LAFC had didn't yeah. release too much. I mean, nothing nothing too much about the players. Nothing too much about you know. I'm assuming they're gonna have a press call next week, so we'll be able to talk about that and recap that and you know hear the thoughts and stuff. I think they're having a press call every other week. Um, and as we know, LAFC had an intramural scrimmage, and I think they're gonna have two games against New England Revolution, and that's about it for them. Um, and then the season's going to start for them uh, a month away from exactly today, March 18th. February is going to be on April 18th. Um, so, yeah, is there anything else you, you'd like to add before we, we let you go? Chat, is there any questions you guys like to add? I know a lot of the great questions. Suze, Gabriel, everybody asked questions. Thank you guys for your questions. Yeah, just uh, sorry to go on a rant the uh, last couple of minutes, but um, I just get frustrated when talking about promoters from relegation and all this TAM and DP and all that crap. Uh, you know, because I don't understand it. I don't care to understand it. You know, I, I wish it was more of an open league where, you know, the free flow of quality players can be bought, with no questions asked. But, you know, hopefully, like you said, the training wheels come off at a certain point. Uh, when that will be, maybe it'll be in five years, maybe it'll be in 10 years, or maybe it'll be in 20 years. We don't know. But, um, you know, end of the day, LAFC is here to stay. That's what I'm happy about. And hopefully, uh, Nobody gets injured, knock on wood, on the uh, intra-squad game or the games against New England Revolution. And Bob gets his starting 11 correct for April 18th, I believe, is the first game against Austin. And we'll have a sense of who's going to be starting in goal, who's going to be starting in center mid as a trio, and who will be starting at forward. So let's see. Yeah. Well, that, that wraps it up, guys. If you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure to and you guys watch the live stream Thursday nights as uh, Thursday nights at 7 p.m. is dedicated uh, for LAFC. So if you guys are listening, check check us out on uh, YouTube 
uh, at 7 p.m. on LA Soccer Hub. You guys check us out. We, we have the live stream. We have the chat open so you guys can talk to us, you know, chat with us, tell us things. Um, and also, you can listen to this podcast wherever you get your music on, especially Spotify. If you also enjoy this, give us a five-star uh, give us a, excuse me, a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. So for Garrett, this is Gio. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.